This is Nancy Jutton. I'm the founder of GetKnownGetPaid.com. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of Get Known, Get Paid, Nancy Jutton. She talks about defining what you want to build early on, whether it's creating a boutique business or a juggernaut, and how that will help shape your future. Nancy lets us know how she helps her clients articulate their best messaging by becoming an uncommon surprise. Nancy goes into how she'll help you become a podcast dream guest. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Get No Get Paid, Nancy Jutton. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Absolutely. When the listeners realize all the value and, and just nuggets that you're just dropping along the way and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way personally or through social that they can connect with you? The best place to join me is in the Raise Your Voice, Make Your Impact Facebook group. And you can find that at getknowngetpaid.com forward slash group. Yeah. And I'm a member there as well. It's I think it's amazing the value that it is, the community that you've built. So I highly recommend going over there and connecting with, with Nancy and all the other amazing people. All right, let's let's dive into this. You know, our ability to learn and have access to people, it's really changed over the last 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, when we were younger, textbooks, teachers, family, friends, coworkers, but it's a sliver of what's really possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Well, I would say in the last 12 months, my learning has changed to being virtual learning where I'm connecting with experts and entrepreneurs around the world thanks to the beautiful connection of Zoom. You can be eye-to-eye, nose-to-nose, and virtually knee-to-knee with people and getting to listen to and benefit from their wisdom and to share your wisdom with them. And it's amazing the kind of breakthroughs you can have when you just make the decision to truly connect and serve. Yeah. Do you feel that you you were missing out on a piece before we were kind of forced into that area where we're like, now it's just secondhand nature. But do you feel as as things ease, open up or whatever, you'll kind of take a hybrid of of that virtual connection, which allows you to talk to anyone around the world and, and, and mix that a little bit with, you know, face-to-face, be the, the see it, touch it, feel it, which I think is so important still. I am so eager to put my arms around people that I love and to hug and uh, connect and be in the same room with people that I admire. And so I think that I'm going to do both. I do appreciate that You know, it used to be that you'd get on a plane and go to a three-day mastermind somewhere, get on a plane and spend three days at a live event. Energetically, there's really nothing better than being in a room with people where shifts and transformations are happening. I do think that the most recent time that we've had has created an awful lot of innovation and people have been able to pivot and create transformation online. And for those who are slightly introverted, and I would identify with that, I just love the whole virtual thing. I, I just love it. I can I can manage my energy properly. I can be with people and be fully present. And if I need to go and recharge my energy, I don't have to apologize for it. And, you know, I, I guess that's the silver lining of what we've all been contending with. Yeah. And that's the thing. You, you need to find that silver lining. You need to find that support system. You, th- those people that that are like you, because you by doing that through a mastermind, through coaching, through pro, you can move the needle. You can find a way through and they'll help you. It's amazing. So, you know, we have more ways now to take in information than ever before. And it it can be confusing. I mean, there's so many different platforms, so many different ways to learn. It's like information overload. Some people, they look for a mastermind, mentor, accountability partner, online courses, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them? 
The expert that I'm currently invested into to learn and gain as much mastery as possible is Kelly Roach. Kelly Roach is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And I first came to learn about her by listening to her on a guest podcast that she was doing with Allie Brown. What I was particularly called to was Kelly Roach was saying that all this current training about online launching was putting a lot of people in a state of great disappointment. And she decided that she wanted to really see and hear and celebrate people in a new way to launch that would feel more connected. And it's been one of my core values to see, hear, and celebrate clients from the first moment I meet them. And so when I heard her talk about this, it is almost like over the wires. It's like, boy, I'm really excited to learn from this woman. So she actually has this method called the live launch method that she teaches over a five-day free window. I was so compelled by the way it was delivered, the connections that were created, the value she poured, and the fact that it was done virtually that I felt called to invest into this unstoppable entrepreneur, entrepreneur program. And while I'm only in the first several months of it, I've already made back my investment and I've got huge leaps ahead still to make. So I'm I'm a fan already. I don't think any of us succeeds alone. I think we have to surround ourselves with others who lift us higher. That's a quote from Oprah Winfrey. And when you find someone whose philosophy is so aligned with what you believe and the picture that's painted feels realistic and doable, and there's resources available to support you every step of the way, you either know that it's the right thing for you or it's not. But if it is calling to you, go ahead and go all in. That's certainly been my approach and I haven't been disappointed. And I've been that way with every mastermind I've ever invested into. If I'm going to say yes to something, I'm going to be all in all the way. And I'm going to take 100% responsibility for my activities, my results. I will never assign blame to someone. It's always my responsibility. But if you're judicious about those those groups that you join and you belly up to the bar and go all in, you'll come out of it better than you when you started. And you'll probably be astounding yourself with how much better your results are going to be. Yeah. And that's, that's so important right there is taking responsibility for your actions. Now, there could be the wrong mastermind. There could be the wrong coach. But when you find that right cohesive symbiotic relationship, which it's out there, you know, we're building something around that with a success finder. And then you sit there and say, hey, it's on me to implement, to activate what I need to do. Then the results are limitless. You've already gotten your money back. So it's a it's a 12-month mastermind. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you've gotten your money back and you're a few months into it. Yep. Come and on. you know, I've done that my whole life. I've been an entrepreneur 20 years today. This is actually the day we're recording. It is my 20-year business anniversary. And I was actually doing a lot of reflection about what happens over 20 years. What has happened over 20 years? I mean, let's face it. The Twin Towers went down. That was a bad day. The Great Recession happened. That was a bad year. COVID-19 happened, a disruption for all of us. Life is going to happen. And then when you bring it down into a more granular level, there will be people in your life that will suffer a disease, a diagnosis, a divorce, some crazy and random thing that no one was expecting. When you look back over 20 years, you think, well, in the ups and the downs of it, what is the common theme? Did I invest in myself? Did I take a chance on myself? Did I go all in to make it happen? Who's responsible? We can either be taken down when things go left, or we can use that as an inspiration to rise up. And so over 20 years, I can say that that has been my pattern. I have invested considerably in masterminds over the years, and to the point that it was almost uncomfortable, the magnitude of the investment that I made. And yet, to the degree to which I invested, it caused me to find a whole new gear to perform because I recognized that the sacrifice my family was making to allow for me to invest in this way was something that I needed to bring back to my family in terms of tangible rewards that they would experience through our home and the kinds of experiences we could enjoy together and the kinds of memories that we could make. I do think that there is something to be said for getting uncomfortable when you invest. But as I look back, I think that we should check our gut at the door to see if we can endure that for the length of time that's going to be required. Because getting super duper uncomfortable 
there are consequences to that too. Uh, absolutely. One of the things I say, I feel I've coined the phrase, but I'm probably wrong. I heard it from someone smarter than me is comfort kills. The minute you become comfortable, you can't see what's coming around the corner. You can't see that pothole that you're about to step in. But through a mastermind, you're going to get uncomfortable. And I can tell you some of the uncomfortable places I've been with a mastermind ended up in prison. Now, I was out the same day because I was working with EITs in there, entrepreneurs in training. But <laughs> a mastermind can take you to all sorts of places and make you really realize what is possible. So that's a story for a whole nother day. <sighs> If you could only see Nancy's reaction right now from when we just tell them that I'll have to give her filler in a little bit more. All right. So I feel that people, they get stuck and sometimes we don't know how to execute what's in our head. And we've been talking about masterminds as we're still going through a pandemic. I feel that this is allowing us to have a reset in, in how we're able to accomplish things, you know, move the needle forward. How have masterminds and coaching helped you when you're looking to reset and get unstuck? Oh, what a juicy question. Well, I'll tell you something that really did happen. I spent, I got invited to a VIP mastermind with some of the biggest names in internet marketing about five years ago. I was earlier in my journey. I still hadn't broken through to a high ticket offer that I felt great about. I was struggling to find what that could be. And I found myself in a room with 72 of the biggest names in the industry, listening to the quality of their conversations, the magnitude of the problems they wanted to solve, and the kinds of answers that were being so generously shared. And it was such a privilege to be in the room to hear that conversation, because even though they were along their journey further than I was, the insights that I was able to keep within me still today are still with it with me. But I remember that the mastermind hosts were so generous and said, there will be no one left unheard. And Nancy, we haven't heard from you. Please speak up, share who you are, what the problem is, and let's see if we can support you. And I introduced myself as the author of the Bye Bye Born Bio Workbook, which is the ultimate action guide to get seen, heard, celebrated, and compensated for your expert status. And just across the room was Alex Mondozian, who at the time was known as the Warren Buffett of the internet. And he sat up very tall in his chair and looked me right in the eye. And I could tell that he was really interested. Well, at the end of this exchange where he was sharing ideas about what could solve my problem and help me pivot, as you say, he got out of his chair, walked across the room in front of all these people, extended his hand and said, I'm Alex Mondozian. I'm so happy to meet you. This is my credit card. I want to buy your book and I want you to help me write my bio, help you help me with my sizzle reel and who knows what else is going to happen. And I'm just sitting there thinking, is this like really happening to me? And it really was happening to me. And not long after that, he was so impressed with how I supported him and work that I'd done that he invited me to be an interview guest on his show, which as I checked today, over almost 3,000 people have watched it. He was so generous in positioning me as someone who could solve this particular problem in a world-class way that there are 3,000 more people that know my name that never would have known it if not for this man's incredible generosity. So if we're not sure what pivot we're going to make, get yourself in a cool room with people that are generous, because that was a game changer for me, not only for what could happen going forward in dollars and cents, but what could happen between my ears in terms of who I would get to hang out with, talk shop with, break bread with, and co-create wonderful things in support of others who are just like me. So there are all kinds of pivots that you can have when you actually get in the right room. So be open to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at that. And, and recently I heard someone's uh, after three months of doing their new program, after they had just finished another new program and another new program, they called themselves the expert in, in their field. Now they've been at it for three months. Mm -hmm. and, and, and here's what I want to point out by him standing up saying, Hey, I want to work with you. And then having you on the po podcast he helped, you know, strengthen your credibility and he gave you the product expert thing. You didn't dub that upon yourself, but because of that and the people that he put you in front of, and that's the amazing thing with the mastermind, they'll help you build that credibility. They'll help you build that bridge. And it's so intricate because everyone wants to see the people moving forward, succeeding. It can be a win, win, win. And that's, that's an amazing story that you shared with us right there. That's the power of a mastermind. That's the mastermind effect right there. The name of the show. All right. 
you know, staying in the realm of masterminds, they've been around for a long time, you know, the apostles, probably the first one, even though they didn't call it a mastermind. And then Benjamin Franklin, you know, he has the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then eventually Napoleon Hill writes a book on it. As there continues to be a large boom in self-education, where do you see the parallels moving between standard education versus self-education? Oh, that's so good. What a juicy question. I think that we all are responsible to ourselves to pursue lifelong learning in every possible way that we can. If you've already got your, your degree from the university, doesn't mean you're done. How many books are you reading every week? How many podcasts are you listening to? How many mind-bending interviews are you taking in to expand your own perspective? I think that to the extent that we can take responsibility for our own growth, there's no limit to how much further we can grow and what we can learn. I don't think we're ever done. And those people who decide that they're done, I would imagine that their world isn't quite as large or expansive as, as people on the other side of that opinion. I don't know if I've answered your question, but no, I don't the think answer the answer is, is to watch more television. Yeah. The answer is no, not yeah, to watch not, more television. I, I think it was a mayor or governor that said, Hey, this gives you time to watch more Netflix. And that's not the idea behind it. Um, though there's some good documentaries on Netflix. I'm pretty certain of that. Well, and you know, it's so funny you bring that up because we are in a shelter in place scenario where I live, maybe where you live. And, from time to time, the neighbors go out with their dogs and they're walking their dogs and, and people are comparing notes about which Netflix series they can be watching and which one has four seasons and seven seasons and eight seasons because we don't know how much longer this is going to go on and we want <laughs> I think a little bit of education. I think we need to be entertained and we need to be consistently interested in learning new things so we can be interesting to each other, interesting to our partners, interesting to our friends. It's just a, you either believe that or you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and take the time to get to know someone, listen to them, watch them. You'd be amazed what, what you can learn and what you can give back because of that. But there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, whether it's traditional versus self-education. I think they both have their place and they both serve an amazing purpose. But the, the key, I think, when we talk about education is saying, never stop learning. You yes. know why? Because I did. And I did that for a long time. I built a successful company while I stopped learning per se, at least the way that I, I like to learn, but don't stop learning just because your years of education, traditional education are over. Gosh, you can do it every day. Well, here's something that you and I exchanged a, a week or two ago is I think that many people are very self-interested. They want to talk about what they have accomplished, what they have achieved, what their agenda might be. And one of the things that I like to do is explore who it is that I'm meeting before I even meet them. I like to listen to their podcasts. I like to listen to the podcast where they were a guest so I can find out what their backstory was, where I might not find that while tuning into your show. And I think that to the extent that I pay more attention to the people that I'm meeting than considering what my own agenda is, that has been my secret sauce all along, because I think it's so powerful to demonstrate to someone that you care enough about them to invest real time to find out what makes them special. And it's uncommon and dis differentiating. And that's one of the things that I've always done to demonstrate that I care. And it's one thing to say that you want to see here and celebrate others. It's another thing to actually do what it takes to demonstrate that in a way that is uncommon. And I think to the extent that we can be uncommon in our approach to everything that we do, we will be memorable, we will be distinctive, we will be uh, appreciated. And that that often does set the stage for people to want to see how you can be more in relationship, whether it's a business relationship or anything else. Yeah. It's about being more interested than interesting. Mm. And, and that, that takes you so much further on what you can listen, learn and, and give back right there. So I, I, I love how you worded that, you know, learning more about people. And let me tell you real quick, uh, Nancy, out of anyone that has been on the podcast to date, has done more of a deep dive on me and was pointing out things. I'm like, wait, what show was that one on? So when she, when she, uh, when she dives in and wants to learn, she is an avid learner and researcher. So I definitely appreciate that. 
All right. You know, typically when someone invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what the outcome, you know, could be some form of expectation. What should people expect when they come to you and enter Nancy's reality to work with you? Speakers, experts, and authors who want to raise their voice, make their impact, and make money every step of the way will be guided step-by-step to accomplish those objectives. And I will apply my velvet boot of accountability to make sure that they keep reaching higher and further to advance their mission, their message, and their bottom line. Yeah, concise. And I love that. The velvet, I will insert my velvet boot right there. (laughs) You know, I'm the nicest gal on earth until I'm not. And if someone said to me the other day, I want to grow my Facebook group to 300 members so that I can do a live launch event and accomplish new enrollments to my program. And I said, well, what's the state of your Facebook group today? I have 38 members. I said, when are you going to add a zero to the right of it? And how fast are you going to make it happen? I'm paying attention. She just says, well, I guess I better get that done. Yeah, because you know what? In the internet world, if you have, there's no, they say that there's only 3% of the people that are paying attention are ready, willing, and able to buy at this present moment. 3% of 38 is a very small number. If your program is $5,000, $10,000, $30,000, whatever it is, you probably need more people in your group in order for it to work out. So get more people in your group, 3% of 3,000, that could be a real number there. Those people investing meaningfully to be participating at that level, you could be cooking with gas. We have to keep on building our audience and we have to keep on serving our audience. And we have to demonstrate that the audience is not just names, but they're human beings who have needs that need to be filled in a powerful way that will make their life better. So to the extent that we can make that connection and make that invitation and have the people believe that you are the solution to that problem. That's how the magic happens. Yeah. Find a way to solve a problem. When you, when you do that, you're leading with the give mentality. You're making a shift in your own mindset and the people that you're going to attract and the people that are going to be around your mastermind, your coaching, your program, whatever that is, but solve a problem. Well, you know, I was just having a chat with a gal today who She's a copyright expert and she helps protect your gold mine so that if someone absconds with your website content or your logo or your branding, that there's some rep- some repair that you can do, right? And I, we were talking about it today and I said, you know, it's really hard to sell protection or prevention. People know they need it, but it's not very sexy. And I said, what if somebody's in the thick of it and needs to get the problem solved now because someone's going to take down their website or something. I said, why don't you create some kind of a SOS goldmine intervention package where someone who's stuck in the middle of that morass right now could have your white glove concierge service to solve the problem so they can get out of that morass as soon as possible. She said, oh my God, that's going to be so much more powerful than the unlikely event that some lousy thing is going to happen and you want protection just in case. Finding that urgency piece, I think that's where a lot of people struggle. So being in a mastermind where you can chat about what is going to be the trigger that's going to compel the person to actually jump, getting to that place, sometimes it's hard to get there if you're doing it alone. You really need to talk it out. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's so difficult, you know, especially in the entrepreneurial world, but just us as humans to go at it alone it just doesn't make sense. Why not surround yourself with smarter, harder, faster people than you? you know? Well, that's what Oprah said. I've got a pillow. I don't know if you can see, you can't see it, but it says, Oprah said, surround yourself only with people who lift you higher. And Jack Canfield, I think was the guy that said, um, you are the, you're like the, the, the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. He also said, drop out of the gosh ain't it awful club and hang out with people who have better attitude. And I I think that those are some of the best lessons I've learned as I've read books and attended masterminds and attended live events. Certain quotes just stick with me and drop out of the gosh ain't an awful club is a really good club to get out of when there's so many good things you could accomplish if you're just hanging out with cooler people that saw the possibilities instead of the obstacles. Get away from that stinking thinking, that that group of people with stinking thinking. 
shift rooms, change rooms. It's real easy. We did it as children. It's called musical chairs. You get up and you can do it as an adult as well. And it's the, the, the impact and the power it's, it's there. So, you know, you this know, is a funny little story real quick early in my journey. I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world who has struggled with overcoming under earning or applying value to what I do. I think women in particular suffer from this. I'm over it now. But I remember being in a group with this very talented woman. She was a financial she was a financial coach and she would have these events where she would help women overcome under earning and you'd go to these events and there would be these downtrodden women looking very unconfident and very dour and she would teach these lessons about overcoming under earning and I was con- because I'm one of those all in kind of people I'm going to these events and I'm learning whatever it is. And pretty soon my wardrobe is better and my makeup is better and my hair is better. And all of a sudden my business is better and everything is cooking with gas. And I I still am so loyal to this financial coach. And I go to the next under overcoming under earning meeting and I've already broken seven figures and things or six figures rather. And things are going well, but I love this woman, but I look around the room and I'm going, these are not my people. (laughs) I have graduated. This is not the club that I need to belong to anymore. I can still be friends with the lady who's running it because she's brilliant, but I am not struggling with that problem anymore. So if we are advancing along the path to mastery as professionals and as human beings and elevating our expectations about what we should achieve and accomplish, sometimes we have to revisit who we're hanging out with and reach a little higher. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. You, you, you want your peers, you want the people around you to change rooms and you don't want to be at the minute you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. Just remember that. So, you know, I feel that the people that you work with, they have a grit, a grind in, in how they're able to succeed and, and move the needle. Give us a success story. And we've talked a little bit about it, but give us a success story of someone that worked with you and what was the outcome because of that, that they, maybe they didn't even see coming. Well, this is a really powerful story. A couple of years ago, I was holding raise your voice, make your impact dinner meetings up and down the coast of between California and Washington. And I would invite movers and shakers to come to this dinner that I would host and they could bring a friend. And I had this group of about eight amazing people around the room. And one of them was unfamiliar to me, but I poured so much value over that dinner She was a top 1% divorce attorney that wanted to create a coaching program around slaying your negotiations with a narcissist, but she knew nothing about internet marketing or how to do it. She decided to work with me in my small intimate group scenario, and I taught her the basics of internet marketing, how to attract leads, how to be visible with podcast guesting and speaking. I taught her how to create a signature talk. I taught her how to do so much. And if you Google her name today, she has millions and millions of subscribers on her YouTube channel, and she's making serious money selling her her course on how to slay your negotiations with a narcissist. And the book she wrote, this was so fun. She says, I want to write a book, but I want the a really important person to write the foreword. And I said, who do you want to write the foreword? She said, Robert Shapiro, who was involved in the OJ Simpson thing. I said, call me crazy, but let's Google him. Let's find him and let's write him a note. And I I suggested to her what she could say. The next day, Robert Shapiro wrote back and said, I got your message, Rebecca. I'd love to write the foreword for your book. Not only that, but I'd love to invite you to this charitable thing I'm doing where you're going to be in the room with all these important people and it's going to change the trajectory of your life. Those are the kinds of outcomes that Rebecca welcomed working with me. And it was just magic. So go to Google Rebecca Zung and see what you find there. She started with me, but now she's in a whole other category. And I'm just proud to say that that I was there when it started and I was the catalyst to support her growth. Yeah, amazing. I mean, listen to what Nancy just said on, on how she got that trajectory and how working together and what she's learned from her experiences are helping other people. And let that sink in on the connections that you're... you're the person through your course was able to achieve. So thank you. Well, well, and one of the things that I'm really, really proud of is sometimes clients that come to me, they come to me because I'm really good with messaging and speaking 
and articulating what's special and different about anyone. Because I wrote the book, Bye Bye Boring Bio, and I've, I've made a career out of that. But many of my clients go on and their success certainly eclipses anything that I have achieved. And these people become lifelong friends of mine that we go to see Oprah with in Los Angeles to link arms and celebrate together. I am not a transactional kind of a mentor or coach. The people that I work with, sometimes we become so close that when the relationship is over, the official business relationship is over, the personal relationship sustains for years afterwards. I'm very, very proud of that. I'm not transactional. It's not like, oops, we're done. The six-month commitment is over. Clock off. See you later. These people are still in my world. I think that's an incredible compliment to all of us for creating a relationship that lasts and, and being willing to support and cheer each other on beyond the official engagement. Yeah. And that, that says a lot to continue the relationship in a different way, you know, after the trans, you know, after the, the coaching has, you know, wherever it's at, that says a lot the, the people that you're working with, they're still involved in your life and you're still involved in their life. It's not like, Hey, thanks. I'm out. If you say you see here and celebrate and champion people, you can say it. It's another thing to demonstrate it. Yeah. And I think how you show up and how you do anything is how you do everything. And I think it's one thing to have the words. It's another to have the actions. And I'll just say one other thing. Sometimes people will reveal that they are dealing with something tough, an illness, a dementia in the family. It's some reason or an excuse that they choose to not proceed with whatever it is. Can you be that uncommon person that reaches out two weeks later and says, you mentioned that you're having challenges with your mom and her dementia challenge. How are you doing? Is there something I could do to support you? I actually did that very recently. And the woman said, of all the people, I never would have expected that you would be the only one that would reach out and say, hey, I know you're dealing with something tough. How can I support you? If you know people who are having a hard time, be that one that reaches out to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I know this isn't easy. Is there something I can do to support you? It's such a gift. And when the time comes when life isn't quite so rocky and they're ready to roll up their sleeves and get to work, it's very likely that you're going to be at the top of their list because you demonstrated that you cared about them beyond whatever the deal was. And I guess that's the kind of stand I take for people that I care about and that I work with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had different guests on here and I'm not always the best at remembering. So I make myself a note, hey, follow up here. So I'm going to give the listeners like, here's your, your free advice for me for the, for, for the day. Just put a follow-up note in your calendar and your phone somewhere that says, hey, two weeks from now, just send a message, blah, 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 blah. It does, it's not being disingenuous that you're reminding yourself there's a lot going on in life every day pandemic or not, just put a follow-up note and um, be uncommon in that yeah. way as a human being, be uncommon in that way as a human being, you know, in the internet world where I've been living for the last over 10 years, I, I ran a public relations agency for the first number of years. So it's been internet marketing since about 2010, but people are always saying, grow your list, grow your list, grow your list. Well, remember that attached to every email is a human being who has a life, his hopes and dreams and problems and challenges. And to the extent that you can reach out to these people with, with heart and smarts and care about them as human beings, I think you're going to have a lot greater connection with those people. And when they're ready to enroll in whatever it is that you have to offer, you're going to be at the top of the list because you were a human being too. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd mentioned something, if you wouldn't mind repeating it, it was something, how you show up and what you say, okay, would you mind repeat? Because I just think that was very important. And I wanted to, I wanted that to be a sticking point in what we were talking about. Well, it's one thing to say or write on your website that you care about, or you believe, or you're a stand for certain behaviors or beliefs or missions or important results. But when you actually show up through your behavior to demonstrate that, that's where you become uncommon and preferred. I, I really believe that. You know, one person said to me, boy, you're, you're so uncommon. You're never in a hurry. I always feel like I have your full attention. That's uncommon. And I'll take that every day in the week. Yeah. And it's real. 
It's relationship capital. It's relationship <laughs> capital. It reverberates. It comes back around because you lead with the give mentality. And it's not, you're not doing it because you're like, oh, well, here's the dollars and cents and hundreds and thousands. It's because it's important to you. It's important to who you are. And that's what, that's what people need to realize, whether you're on camera or off camera, working with fa- friends, family, you know, colleague, whatever it is, Nancy is who Nancy is seven days a week. You know, there are some speakers, I am a professional speaker and a trainer, and I've been doing that for a very long time. And I'm very authentic and genuine in the way I deliver my message, just the way I am right here during this this program. Sometimes when you were able to travel, I'd get on an airplane and step out of the cab and be on my foot's on the property of the hotel and I'm checking into the hotel and I'm dealing with the person who's bringing the room service or whatever it is. I'm the same person from the moment my foot hits the pavement at that hotel as I was when I was doing the pre-interview for them to hire me to go and do it. Yeah. And I'm very aware that the more known you are, the higher expectation that people have that you're going to be all that. Being consistent takes all the pressure off. (laughs) You don't have to guess. It's not like, oh, today I'm this, today I'm that. Wait, what did I tell this person? What did I tell that person? Consistency is king in just who you are as a person. Like so, so here's one other thing that's kind of fun. This is a cool story about who you were being. I I had this this little mini mastermind I was running for a while, and it was a fairly meaningful investment to be a part of it, and it wasn't something that people would do lightly. And I was involved in the National Speakers Association, and I was involved in another local group here in town, and I was involved in some other kind of online thing. And we don't know who our lurkers are, but there are people that are lurking and watching all the time. One day, this woman calls me and she says, I knew you were going to the NSA event, so I went too. I knew you were going to this event, so I went too, because I've been watching you. I'm looking for someone like you to help me with this particular problem that I'm trying to solve. And I wanted to make sure that who you were in real life is the same person you show up to be online. And I'm absolutely convinced. She said, I want a place in your program. And I said, well, I'm so honored. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Then I said, how would you like to make your payment? And she says, well, what are my choices? And I said, well, there's a credit card. There's PayPal. There's a check. Would any of these be acceptable to you? And she said, no. And I was sort of like, not really sure what to do with that. And I said, well, what, what else did you have in mind? And she says, I want to come, I want to meet you in person and pay you in cash. And I said, okay. I said, how about this? Why don't you come to my home? We'll have, uh, I'll brew up a pot of tea and we'll have some pastries and we can go over the paperwork. And if everything's acceptable to you, we can go ahead and say, you know, take care of it. And she said, okay. And so she comes over to the house and I set out the tea and the crumpets or whatever. And And I said, well, any questions you have, you know, whatever. And she says, I'm ready to pay you now. And she had this envelope and it had quite a lot of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars. And I said, well, thank you so much. And she said, "Um, I want you to count it. And I said, I trust you. She said, no, I want you to take out this money and count it because I want you to feel the energy of the money as you count it and feel the measure of my commitment to succeeding in your program. And I'm modeling for you what I would hope that my clients will do for me when they decide to invest with me. I was completely gobsmacked because I had never, ever held that much cash in my hand at any given time. And there is something to the energy of money and the level of commitment that she made and the way I showed up on her behalf I've never forgotten that story. I even asked her to take a picture of me with all this money in my hand because this money was a demonstration of her commitment to her success. And we were both crystal clear about it. And she accomplished magnificent things. And I've just never forgotten that story because if we could all show up to the degree with the degree of commitment that she was demonstrating, then every mastermind would have a whole lot more success to celebrate. Yes. Thank thank you for sharing that. That's those are the stories. That's the power. That's that's the stuff you, people don't always get to hear or see. And when you do, and that's, that's the power of working with someone like Nancy. That's the power of being in the right mastermind, surrounding yourself with the right people. And it reverberates and it vibrates and it continues like a pebble in the pond. So thank you. 
you know, I've got a few more questions. In our solo shows, and when I talk with my coaches, we talk about success and the pillars of success and what it takes to be successful. And, you know, just a few, you know, that come to mind are uh, mentorship, experimentation, partnerships, um, willingness to fail. And then on the flip side, willingness to succeed. Because so many people, we don't define success because when we define success, we have an essence defined failure. And that's a scary thought right there. What do you think is a key factor when it comes to being successful? One of the biggest factors to being successful is having the courage to ask for what you want. If you don't ask for what you want, you may not get what you ask for. Yeah, that's that, that's simple. And here's the thing. I love simple answers sometimes because then it makes you really think and you can, you know, you can dive into it. You know, another question that I think is really important is what kind of a business do you want to build in the first place? Some people want to build an empire that will survive them. And some people want to build a high-end boutique business where it's going to be them and a virtual assistant and a, a few contractors that support them. If I had it to go over to do over again, as I mentioned, this is my 20th year anniversary of doing business. I wish I would have answered that question 20 years ago. Because I think that it's so intoxicating, the pictures that are painted about what's possible to build an empire and what can happen when, if, and all of that happens. Not everybody's Sarah Blakely of Spanx, who who figures out a solution to a particular problem and goes on to create the solution that she created. Some of us are specialists, boutique providers. There's no shame or blame in making that choice. But I think that for me, for my personal sensibilities and for what I care about generally, the boutique track is probably the choice that I should have made and should have been more deliberate about. But I think I got a little waylaid by by the hype. So I think it's important to ask important questions, ask for what you want so that you can get it. And then also really dig into what kind of a business model is going to be sustainable and enjoyable for you to enjoy to love your life and your work, because there are plenty of people that have bought themselves into a business model that may be very lucrative, but they're very unhappy. And one without the other isn't good enough. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's, there's questions that are very obvious and that they're there and we choose not to ask ourselves or, or ask the people around us that we trust our coaches, our mentors, our, our family members, they'll be willing to listen. You might not have the answer. They might not have the answer, but they can help work through that. And that's so key. Like, what do I want to create? Do I want to create this boutique business, which is high impact and a lot of value for me? Or do I want to go create a juggernaut? Not one is better than the other. You have to stay true to yourself. Well, and, and you know, maybe you don't learn that until you've been at it for 20 years. Maybe you couldn't possibly know when you started that that was not the right path for you. I'll never, I'll never forget this other story because remember when you're starting your first business, you're thinking, I just want clients. I just want to do this thing that I do. And I want to do it every day because I'm so good at it, right? I remember that I was had a client who was very prestigious, had a very big name, but the marketing director that I was working with was really, really hard to work with and didn't, I felt very discounted by this person. And so I'm thinking I'm working with this world-class client, but I hate every minute of it because the way I feel in my relationship with this particular person of influence. And I, I was complaining about it to my CPA and he said, you, you got into business for yourself because you wanted to make money have fun and make money. And one without the other isn't good enough. And I thought, well, I'm making money, but I'm not having any fun. He says, well, then you need to get this client off the books and replace them with someone that you feel better about. And I had another colleague at the time that said he ran a financial planning practice and was pretty well, pretty successful at it. And he says, you know what? People just don't get to come in here and just because they want to. I said, what do you mean? He says, oh, if someone wants to come in, I tell them, I'm so honored that you want to work with us. The new business development committee is meeting next week and we'll let you know if you've made the, the cut. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm laughing out loud because I think, wow, that sounds so exclusive. It sounds so exclusionary, but he said it with such conviction. And I thought someday I'm going to be like that. <laughs> and I'm only going to let the cool people behind the velvet rope <laughs> So 
that's another thing to consider is make sure, you know, is this really my ideal person that I should be working with or should I refer them elsewhere so they can get a better outcome in a, that, that's going to be better for everybody? I mean, if we have the wrong people under the tent, we can't work our magic. So no icky people under the tent would be the takeaway on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good feeling when you can sit there. I'm not saying it from a from a mean perspective, but it's a it's a good feeling when you can sit there and be like, nope, we're not for each other, and that's okay. When you can turn business away, it does. It it absolutely does. Yeah, that, that takes a while to learn how to do that. Yeah. So another little lesson is you know, stop trying to make not your people your people. Sometimes you know, like you know a good melon, whether it's going in your shopping basket or not. If it doesn't feel like a fit. Don't commit on either side. There you go. If it doesn't fit, don't commit. I love it. I love <laughs> it. There you go. All right. A few more questions. I feel that there's uh, new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's, you know, when the world's winning, it's easier to win, to get people to attract people. But I think ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze. The world's still feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excite you? I am very excited about guiding experts, authors, and speakers to become the podcast dream guest top hosts like you can't wait to book. And when I guide all of those folks to become the podcast dream guest, the top hosts can't wait to book, they're going to be able to make the connection with people of influence on a do-it-yourself basis without hiring an expensive agency. And they're going to be able to advance their mission and their message and make money every step of the way. And I'm very excited about that. I think that it is a full circle moment that a publicist like me, who started in the old school world of newspapers, has come all full circle to the virtual world where podcast guesting is the hot thing to do. All those publicity skills that I've honed over decades, all the, the talents I have for seeing, hearing, and celebrating others, I can impart that to a whole army of expert speakers and authors who have messages to share that need an audience to hear them. And I'm looking forward to that. Ah, beautiful. And, 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 and it, it, there is an art to it. You don't just say, hey, can I be on your podcast? I mean, there's a, there's a networking component. There's a, there's a polished component. There's so many different things that it comes you know, to being on a podcast because when you're there, you have a responsibility. Any, any listener out there that's like, I want to be a podcast guest. You have a responsibility in the information as a podcast host and a podcast guest in the information that you're saying, you have a responsibility on the impact or the effect that someone that is listening that it will make on their life. So think about that. Don't go into it lightly. Don't do it because it's the hip, cool thing to do. Well, and to that end, I mean, we are having a long form conversation and there could be dozens or hundreds or thousands of people that listen to us at some later point. And are they made better for the conversation that we had? And did they get the opportunity to meet both of us to the point that they would want to, they would know that finding more about what mastermind would be right for them, that you're the guy to show them how, or that if they want to become the podcast dream guest, that maybe I could help them. But a lot of the enrollment has already happened if people really enjoyed this conversation. And what I would say about the most important thing about podcast guesting is remember that there's a very influential host on that the other side of that microphone. And when the microphone goes silent, there's going to be an opportunity to explore how else you can support each other in business and who else you can be introduced to, or that you can introduce them to, to help advance their greater good. There's five-star reviews you can post for that podcast host. There are subscriber buttons that could be pressed so that more listeners could be watching. Don't just think about what you want. Think about what that podcast host wants. And you know what? Really awesome things will unfold when you consider everyone's interests and see how you can advance them all just by showing up and being of service in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I always sit there and kind of frame it this way is don't just make a what's the weather comment when you're doing it or a five star what's the weather review. Think about it. If it's someone that you want to connect with, if you want to connect with Nancy, Find a way to enter her world, start commenting, building the value, creating that relationship, you know, appreciating what she does. Well, and just, you know, well, so once we started this conversation, you asked me who I was invested into and how did I meet them? I'm invested into the Kelly Roach Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program. It's a year-long program. It was a meaningful investment. I've returned 
gotten great value for my investment, but how did I meet her? I meet her, met her by listening to a long foreign conversation she was having with another former mentor of mine, Allie Brown. I was so impressed by the quality of the conversation they had and what the, was differentiating about her approach that I couldn't stop myself from enrolling into a five-day challenge that she hosted. And I was so impressed by the manner in which she delivered that content that making the decision to say yes to her program was an easy yes for me. It started with a podcast where I wasn't thinking about buying anything. I was just riding my bike or walking my dog. Look at me now, fully invested, getting great results. People are listening to this podcast and saying, gosh, these people sound interesting. Maybe I'm going to take away a lesson from this and be wanting to take a step further in either one of our directions. I believe that the right people will be invited to do so, and the people that aren't interested will be running in the opposite direction. But to the extent that we can use our time wisely to talk to more of the right people, it's a win. What is a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening to this implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they would see a real impact on their personal or business life? Become the podcast dream guest, the top host can't wait to book. And invite new clients to become part of your world so that you can profit and serve in the way that only you can. It is the single most powerful strategy in a post-COVID-19 environment to catapult you to a level of visibility, credibility, and profitability that you can write home to mom about. Yeah. It's something that if that's what you're looking for, that's what you want to do, reach out. You've got the resources around you. You're listening to it right now. Reach out to Nancy. Go become part of her, her group. It's a free group with so much value. Add right there. Start right there. If, if you've got one thing to do, start, go over to the Facebook group, join it, and go from there. Build your adventure from there. So we have got the founder of Get Known, Get Paid, Nancy Jutton. Nancy, thank you so much for your time today and everything that, uh, that you gave here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the mastermind effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host. So you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.